Welcome to X-Men Evolution, episode 24 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men animated recap podcast. I'm Rod. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Was it Festivus? I don't celebrate Festivus. Okay. <laughs> really? I, I, I feel like I feel like Festivus I'm, I'm, I may get hate for this, but I absolutely despise Seinfeld. I think it is oh, okay, one of the sure. worst pieces of television in history. I haven't rewatched it, so I can't say if I would still like it or not. And I, I don't even know. You know, like in the 80s and 90s, we're like, I don't know if I where we didn't something. have standards. Well, that, but also, like, there wasn't, like, this democratization of entertainment, so you just got what you got, and so you just kind of convinced yourself you maybe, you know, you liked it or tolerated it, you know? Nope, not that show. And that's one of the shows where I didn't absolutely hate it at the time, at least, but I don't remember if I just tolerated it or liked it, you know? So, who knows? It's kind of like rewatching Friends. You're like, ooh, this is best left in the, the 2000s. I understand why I liked Friends. I have never liked Seinfeld. I guess Point that, blank. Yeah. Yeah, but I, so way I to thought, set us down this road, Rod. I, I thought I thought mainly Festivus, you know, because like airing of grievances. And isn't there like a poll or something involved? Like I don't know. I would have had to have watched it to know that. Yeah, but but it's, no. it's mainly it's like the it's like a Scroogey version of Christmas, where like you air your grievances for each other and stuff. And like, I don't know. It, it sounds so like you're saying it, you're movie. saying it sounds like something I would like. Yeah, like not 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 the show, but like the thing that they celebrate in the show. So, and I'm JC, and I hope everybody has a great holiday coming up. Cyclops is waiting <laughs> for me. Is our weekly podcast series? We're going back and watching every single X Men animated episode we can find, along with some bonus episodes. Teaser: Our first episode back from the new year is finally a bonus episode. Our first series started with the original 1992 X-Men, the animated series, building up to the release of X-Men 97, which we thought was coming to Disney Plus this year. But as this is our final episode of 2023, because <laughs> we are going to take a break for the holiday to you know recoup and stuff, we're going to say it's pretty safe. That's not happening. Yeah. And I was at the panel with the Lee Walls, Larry Houston, and Lenore Zahn, at LA Comic Con. Also, thanks for the the hookup for the past. Oh yeah, this is our first episode after that show. Yeah. yeah, and I am tired, like we predicted afterwards, but it was a lot of fun. It was worth the social spoons, and I went back voluntarily another day. Yeah, so. Rod actually went back more than I did. I did not make it back on Sunday. Oh, I didn't think about that. So I because and I was there Friday too. Well, I also went drinking on Saturday night, which you did oh, not. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, yeah. I had my, that was the end of my night on Saturday. But yeah. I, I, did, I did a smart like for me. I knew I know myself. So Friday, I went and got my pass, so I wouldn't have to be flustered with like logistics the day of, you know. And then Saturday was just go to the panel, follow you around, and then like I kind of spotted a couple things that I wanted, and then I figured the next day, if I'm still thinking about them the next day, then maybe I'll go grab them. And yeah. also my friend Stacy was on a panel. Yep, and yep. so I was like, okay, we'll go back for an hour. And I got a storm patch. Actually, from like the Pride of the X-Men era. I know there's a specific artist attached to that. But I don't know their name. And I got some Hulk fudge. That sounds dirtier than it really is. <laughs> you made that sound like the least appetizing thing on the planet. <laughs> but it was chocolate mint. So if that's your thing. Then. Yeah. I went to that yeah. panel and they had a vi- Larry played a video from Rick Hoberg, who I was not familiar with before this. I don't know how much or if he had any involvement with X-Men 92 or Evolution or anything, but he was part of the Pride of the X-Men pilot with Larry. And yep. Rick has I, Parkinson's. I have, I have notes for him for when we record that episode. Oh, cool. So Rick, I guess, has Parkinson's, so he was unable to attend the panel. But he made a very snazzy iMovie video, and Larry played it. And I, I put this on our story, so if you might have heard this before if you follow our Instagram stories. He, in passing, said, I can't wait for you guys to see X-Men 97 next month. And I don't know if that was just like a guess or an assumption that he just like said, or if he like 
spilled the beans on something. And when I asked, I'm not going to name any names, when I asked the others involved, like, was that a slip up or did he, like a slip up in like information or did he just guess? And they're like, hmm. yes, he's, he's, he was, he was in a video. I was like, okay. So who knows? I mean, and then there was like this press release talking about Echo coming out in January. And I assume they meant Echo comes out first and then 97 and you know but the way they worded it it sounded like two or three marvel projects were all releasing like in the same month but well because you you would have the end of what if would that cross over into january i don't remember what the release no, date it's, on it's it's nine days over christmas week and okay like the middle episode is christmas eve so it should be over mm. before the that should be over before the okay so that's got to be the happy hogan as as yes. diehard episode yeah, right yeah yeah that's yeah. christmas eve yeah but but the way it, like the press release that i read worded it it was like x-men 97 something else and echo coming out in january 2024 and i was like okay well we know echo's coming out 2024 did they list it that way saying only echo comes out 20 <laughs> january or were they saying all three of them come out like that's so I'm assuming they just meant Echo was because we know that it was just a strange way that they wrote it out. Where you depending, you know, it's like the the black or blue dress thing, you know, or something. That, depending on how you look at the sentence, could I don't like know. what your predisposition is essentially. I guess yeah, because it's like wait, yeah. so are all three coming out at the same time? I don't know. Shout out to all the X Men cosplayers and Rod, you did a great job with the Hellfire Gala walk oh, reel that you did. That is still on our feed for Instagram that was more than just a story. Michelle Waffle, Jordan Olson, and a handful of other people involved in the uncanny experience were all part of that, which was pretty cool. And I need to do another one because A, I thought of a better song. The one that was in that was really cool, but I thought one on more on topic. But also I forgot to use every video that you sent me because tired af <laughs> that's true i thought you were gonna put it out like midweek you put it out like the next day i'm like when did he edit this yeah well that was also it was like on my phone and stuff yeah there's like the it has this cool shake effect but also like i have when i if i if i don't like put it on like as a task for my later self or whatever it's just not gonna get done so i probably put it on a list and i don't know if it was the next day or a week later i saw it come up on my list get it done now like i didn't know half of the characters but like everybody did it's a great true. job so, with the outfits. They're all like the Krakoan era, which I know you're not as familiar with, but there are some of those characters that are like, they're obscure unless you're reading weekly X-Men books. So it's totally understandable that you wouldn't know like half of them. So Yeah, and I wasn't familiar with like that Dazzler, you know, for yeah. one. Like I knew Dazzler, obviously, but I was like, that was a cool costume. And I saw the, the comic version that she was cosplaying as. And it was really cool, but like I was like, I've never seen Dazzler like that. Whoever was Storm was awesome. Like I kind of her name we... is Giselle. We okay. did tag her in the Instagram post. I hope I don't know if that is. I'm assuming that's based off a specific iteration of Storm from. It's all comics, based or... off of Hellfire Gala okay. stuff because in the comics there was the whole like I said the Krakoan era, and at the one year anniversaries of it. It was basically like, oh, this is where they show that they could terraform Mars and do all these like big things to show that mutants are there to help the world. And it's basically like the mutant met gala is the best way gotcha. to describe it. Yeah, I, I it's just, also where they all died in the recent one. I I say that because like if you go look at that reel or if you know which one we're talking about, I think that's a good example of. And I always harp on Storm because of how bad they did her in the original X Men movies. Like that Storm that was at the Hellfire Gala walk isn't one of like the iconic storms that we think of you know when we think of like 92 or you know the mohawk from the comics and stuff but i think that energy works really well 
Yep. And so in whatever MCU storm that is, like if they don't go with like one of the quote unquote like iconic looks, like if they want to make it more look more realistic or whatever, I feel like that storm that we saw looks like it could be in, you know, like an Oscar worthy movie mm-hmm. as like a character design, but also like that is this as soon as like that person comes across screen, I'd be like, that is storm. Right. There's like this like unquantifiable energy to be like, okay, that fits. But like this doesn't and like you know and and so i don't know i I hope they do anything other than what they did with storm previously but just like it doesn't have to be you know silver or white costume or whatever it can just be the right goddess energy you know thought on la comic-con walking by one of the booths i did see the silver action figure for storm which i don't think i had ever actually seen that one i had i had the one with the the black outfit there was obviously the re-release with the white that happened, but I had, I had not ever seen the storm with silver in person. So I, I remember the silver one specifically because my I begged my mother for it. And besides the color, the only thing that was different is they it, it wasn't even a full cape. It was like a little strand of plastic going from the hand down yep. to the waist. And my mom's like, you already have this. I was like, but it's silver. It's like the TV show. And she's like, no. And I remember distinctly, get, I think my brother also had a storm. For some reason, we had two storm action figures. I don't know if like one broke and fixed it or whatever. But the second one, I like painted it silver so poorly. That's so funny that you hadn't seen that. Because like, it's such a core part of like my childhood memories. Oh, speaking of toys, though, you had a great idea for the Lee Walls, them unboxing Lego minifigs. If you guys haven't seen that yet, you should go watch <laughs> the, it. Because The best laid plans will absolutely fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, twice. Dude. It failed, but it was also like... It, big thanks to your foresight like yeah let's let's not ruin well. the failure for the people who haven't watched yeah. it yet but yeah you should go watch it it was great and those two are so energetic like i i love like how enthusiastic they are about everything like even the still photo of the two of them holding the minifigs up eric's face he's he's like in five-year-old you know playing with his toys energy there i love it I love that it seemed like they had never done an unboxing before, which we know is common within our space. But like Julia just like so innocently is like, so what do we do? And I'm just like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is just this is this is their first time like in that kind of environment. So maybe I'll post like the full video without the edit because we cut it just so it would be a little snappy and would fit in a real time period. But throw throw the full thing on TikTok. Yeah. In the cut version eric opens up his package and he's like what did i get and hands you the pamphlet that was so funny <laughs> and you're like no that's a pamphlet he's like oh okay. <laughs> well because it had logan's <laughs> face right on it so yeah he's like oh i got wolverine i forgot about it. yeah you can now you great. have to post the full thing so yeah yeah and we also got to see steven so it was good seeing him I, i've never <laughs> gotten to meet him in person so some quick reminders where recap show about a series that started over 20 years ago there will be spoilers if you don't want spoil for you pause the podcast watch the episode and come back we're currently not sponsored by or affiliated with marvel marvel animation Disney or Disney Plus in any way. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitter, and Facebook. And of course, make sure you follow us on your favorite of your podcast services if you found this on like YouTube. I think it's better for us if you follow us on Spotify or one of those other ones. Just saying. So it's also more convenient, you know, because unless you pay for like YouTube Premium, you can't like leave the audio up and stuff. Yeah, and you could like auto load it in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now onto the show today, we're going to be talking about season two, episode eleven, titled "Shadow Dance." It aired on February only thirteen 2nd. minutes, by the way. It only took us thirteen minutes to get to yeah, the to show this week, <laughs> so we we made drastic improvements. It aired February second, two thousand two. Currently sits at a seven point one star rating on IMDb. So before we get into anything, there are two moments in this show that reference something from a previous episode one you may have picked up on the other one you would not have so you haven't like missed anything but they are definitely out of order on disney plus and imdb 
So I think the fandoms may actually be the right order at this point. Oh, okay. Wait, so... Well, I guess we'll get to it when we get to that part. I'll, I'll um, get to both parts. I, I got the I definitely off. know the one because they make it very apparent. Yeah. Like, but I don't know about the others, so... That's interesting. Okay. So it opens up at the mansion. I love this. It's a very small thing, but we, we don't have as many, like, animation errors in this one. This is not really an error, but you can see the cost-cutting measure where they're just, like, literally zooming in on the Im- still image of the mansion. <laughs> it's like your pinch and zoom. In the hallway, Rogue and Kitty are talking kitty actually phases through a wall into the hallway with rogue and with uh, her hair down I, I kind of like that they made a point of doing that yeah and rogue asks kitty if she's gonna ask lance to the sadie hawkins dance that's happening at school and because they were talking on the phone until 1 30 in the morning so i know this is like my thing on this podcast but this episode i felt like was full of double entendres even if they were unintentional it was just so where wild. where was that where's any entendre to that <laughs> well that one was like you were up until 1 30 you know I, I know they're just kids and they're just talking on the phone but like what the fuck did you do in high school rod <laughs> i don't know we're bored in indiana <laughs> apparently <laughs> So she is a little hesitant about it because of what everybody else will think. And fair enough, in their world, they're probably thinking, oh, just because we've had friction with them and he left the Institute. Us thinking he's multiple times tried to homicide you. Yeah. So Also, I just got to say, I love that instead of saying kill, you said homicide (laughs) when we're in the internet era where you're supposed to say unalive for monetization reasons. You actually made it worse. (laughs) Yeah, well, because I think it is worse because it's not just like a oops. You're not like... Yeah, it's not manslaughter. It is intentional. (laughs) Like, yeah. It's it's first or second degree depending on the instance. Yeah, there's a team. There's a ringleader. There's so much happening. And then Kitty Uno reverses and asks Rogue about asking Scott. I guess they've aired that out. And Rogue is like, well, you know, there's there's Gene and Taryn and stuff. And well, Kitty is the one who actually says, you know, before oh, Gene moves in, like Kitty's the one who actually like throws that little like dig in. I like how the girls aren't oblivious, so we can oh, write yeah, that they're out of so aware. So we can write that out of the cartoon logic of like people just don't know. Like they're they're actually they do a lot of it in this episode. We're like, yeah, no, this is how this is weird. But then Gene catches up with them. I feel like they purposely like animated so- Gene. Sorry, you did jump ahead slightly because Rogue is like, the last time I went to a dance, yeah, that person almost ended up in a coma. I don't think that was an almost. I'm pretty sure the dude did end up in a coma. This is really where the double entendres like keep picking up because they do this whole back and forth about touching, not touching what's like, it's it's not fun if you don't get to touch and stuff. I know what they mean the dance and everything that. Okay, that one I'll give you, but that one I won't (laughs) fight you on. But the whole thing sounds like. If you just took a section of this and like played it for somebody else who didn't know the context of the episode, it just totally could be like a conversation about hooking up, you know? It's like, what's the fun of that if you don't get to... So I, I get it. But- I know what our Instagram reel is going to be for this <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> But she actually is like, well, at least if it's with Scott, Scott knows the rules and it's, you know, less likely for him to accidentally end up in a coma. Which once again... It sounds like something that you'd be told by the chaperones at like your Christian high school dance or something, you know, like if you touch her, God will suck the energy out of your body and you'll go into a coma or was it your your palms grow hairy. <laughs> I, I went to Catholic school. They never warned us about going into comas, but you you went to a very different church scenario than I did. So I can't say that's not what you didn't hear, Rod. The the church I grew up in, I remember the joke was like, the the reason that premarital sex isn't allowed is because it might lead to dancing. Anyway. Gene catches Gene, up and jumps into the elevator. Yeah. And 
I don't know if they, I think they, for this episode, they purposely animated her like a little bit more flirty, you know, her body language and stuff. I, I could see that. I definitely can see that. Cause she was like tossing her hair and stuff. And like the Rogue and Kitty were just kind of like eye rolling, you know, like, Ugh. you know, like, <laughs> look at, look at her. And Jean hasn't actually done anything wrong. She's just like, there's, you know, they, they've already set her and Scott up is kind of like the, you know, the quarterback and the head cheerleader kind of vibe. She's giving a lot of that here. And they're all talking about like, why do we even have to be here for this? This is just a test for Nightcrawler. And I think, was it Gene or Rogue? It sounds like something Gene would say, like, well, we all need to know each other's, like, strengths and weaknesses. Gene was the one who said that part, because okay. R- Rogue was kind of like, do we really got to go to this? Yeah, which I see, you know, for teenagers, it's like, yeah, do we really have to be there? But it's like, you know, someday, like, when you're, especially because you're soldiers, you're going to want to know the nuances of what everything they're about to do to him is. Right, especially when we find out this isn't like a test. Like when they worded it as test, I was like, oh, he's going to do like a danger room obstacle course. Not, oh, this is a scientific experiment kind of test. Like this yeah. could go badly. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, I thought it was going to be another danger room thing. But they're like, no, they're experimenting on him. Yeah, yeah you should be there for your friend. <laughs> no. And at that point, Kitty asked Jean if she's going to go with Duncan. And I like that's, oh, she's trying to get the opening for Rogue to ask out Scott. And then Gene, like, plays a little coy with it of, like, nah, I don't know, maybe. So it's like, are they not committed? Yeah, I don't know, because we do see him later on. He doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't so, have any dialogue in the episode. So, yeah, I, I guess this is kind of, you know, cementing more that Gene's not really interested in him. She just wants to make Scott jealous or something. So this moment is actually one of the ones that ref- is referenced in another episode where the episode is Walk on the Wild Side, which we haven't gotten to because, like I said, they're they're definitely out of script order at this point. But apparently in that episode, Duncan references that he bought the ticket to the dance already. And then when she okay. says it again, that's a callback to that previous episode. Gotcha. Well, what? okay, so he's also double meathead, right? Because if it's the Sadie Hawkins dance and the guy buys the ticket, like that defeats the purpose, right? I, so, okay, so transparency. I went to an all guy school, so we did not have a Sadie oh, okay. Hawkins dance. So I actually don't know the rules outside of what TV shows have told me. Well, I guess it's not. I guess it's not a rule necessarily. So it's where the girls ask the guys to the dance, but right. like, but presumably, if you're asking, you're also buying. Bullshit. Really? Okay. 2000 mentality no guys were always buying even if they were the ones getting asked by somebody Interesting. okay in a, in a um, modern a more modern scenario i could see it but like the 90s was still playing off of the 80s so yeah. that was still the dude was buying it at that time i honestly can't remember how it was when i was in school mainly because at the end of the day it was still our parents forking over you know some cash to us either way so it didn't really like create a memory for me but you didn't have to earn the money for the ticket kind of scenario yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but i still think it's kind of just bold for like the guy be like oh she's gonna ask me i mean i guess if there are a couple then that makes sense but like i don't know it's kind of funny but also i don't know if if she's already kind of checking out and he doesn't notice this this is going too deep but we 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 catch up with the team forges back we haven't seen him since his his only episode yeah Yeah. (laughs) and he's like putting a machine on nightcrawler and they are dressing so much here so he says he has two miles and he has to see where he's going. Those are rules that you, you've said before, right? Like, it's roughly yeah. how far you can teleport, and he needs to see where he's going. I don't think I've ever put the distance rule in my own speech, because I, I candidly don't know it for him. I think maybe Joe Slepsky did on okay. Nightcrawler Month. So yeah, someone, yeah, month. <laughs> yeah someone, someone said it, and then Xavier said, we think, like, you go somewhere very quickly when you teleport. 
because they yeah. specifically smell sulfur, sulfur. Yeah. which which insinuates a different environment. Yeah. Well, after Nightcrawler teleports away, they're like, "Well, no, oh no, yeah, no, you're right." Before he teleports, he says that, and so it's like, okay, so this is a lot of stuff like kind of confirmed right there. And then Forge b- explains that the machine he's putting on him will slow down the the, the tr- like the teleportation time that he's in that other whatever dimension and stuff yeah. so they can get a look and nightcrawler's like well how slow down it will it be and forge is like a few seconds straight up lies about that it's not a few seconds oh it was less than a minute i would it call that a minute if, if it's less than a minute it's still seconds i i give it okay. to forge on this one i guess when i, I when forge I is also s- a little bit of a sneaky fuck so yeah. he technically didn't lie even yeah. if he didn't give the full truth I guess, like, I, when I hear a few seconds, I'm thinking, like, count to ten or less or something. You know, like, when, when I tell, tell you, oh, it's going to be a few seconds, I don't, in my head, I'm not thinking, like, 58 seconds. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, it's under yeah. a minute, dude didn't lie. <laughs> he didn't give the whole truth, but he yeah. didn't lie. And so they try it out, and it does what all of us know. And I don't even know that much about the comics, but even I know that he goes through, like, well, it's a different, is it Limbo? Limbo. What you guys call it? Yep. Like, it, not I, we what? call it it's it's limbo it's straight well, up I mean, limbo. Well, when i say you i mean like everybody else that yeah. actually knows the lore because the, there was the one or two comics that i saw that had it in it they they basically explained it that it was called whatever it was called but it's what like the christian hell is based on yeah i remember saw. you had brought that up before because there's like same, same thing with azel and stuff being like Satan. right but they also have like multiple hells in the marvel comics because mm-hmm. you have limbo you have hell with a single l because of hella the hell where mephisto is king like it's really interesting how they handle all the theologies in marvel comics because they all have to be represented in some capacity because they literally have a god who is the one above all Mm -hmm. so it's it's not specific to the christian god with the capital g but they have like the representation of an all-powerful so yeah and, and the mcu is still kind of hashing out what they're doing with it because we've seen multiple afterlives in the mcu and they it's so fucking confusing think, their their hell like, is the equivalent of like their multiverse rules that's and i i'm still a marvel fan i'm still a fan yeah. of the movies but just fucking lock it into one rule. <laughs> I think they're slowly getting there, though, because Moon Knight kind of Ugh. addressed it a little bit where they were talking about how, like, it all... Yeah, you, like you said, kind of multiverse-ish where it's kind of like these... Everything kind of, like, molds itself around what your experiences were or your, your culture's experiences were. So, sorry, one quick thing, and I may have been saying this wrong in the past. According to the wikis, they're referring it to... the as the brim, brimstone dimension in the comics, not specifically Limbo. I think I might have been flubbing that with Limbo that magic is stuck in for years. Oh, gotcha. So I gotcha, might have gotcha. fucked that up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just know it, it wasn't actual hell because that's what I always like would refer to it as. And yeah, so they, they go through and it seems scary but kind of harmless at first. He's just kind of floating through. The floating was weird. That was the part of it that weirded me out the most <laughs> is the floating. Yeah, because there's like kind of no gravity right it's just kind of like moving along a pathway i I guess good thing that there wasn't good gravity because he would have just gone into what looked like lava yeah and but then you see like t-rex ish demons yes that's what i wrote it looked like a t-rex pop their heads out you know what kind of reminded me of was the american godzilla do you remember that from the end of the 90s the the one that like the actual godzilla company was like he's not real it's the only one that's not canon yeah, well, yeah. Is he, isn't he canon, but they killed him in one of the movies? Like, the Japanese Godzilla company, like, they, they had, like, oh, he's a fake from America, and then they killed him. 
I didn't see like that, the, but that's fi- that's amazing if that's the case. Shin Godzilla? There was one of the guys. I'm, someone who watched it wasn't Shin Godzilla. Okay, I, know, I know it wasn't Shin. Whoever does watch Godzilla movies out there, it's one of the ones, you can name it in the comments, it's one of the ones that happened after the American one because I forget who owns. It's not Toei, is it? Whoever owns Godzilla was so disappointed in America's take on Godzilla that they made a movie after the fact and killed him with the real Godzilla. Oh, anyway, Toho. There you go. Yep. So to- he, he ca- Toei is okay. the animation studio who did, well, no, they did Pride. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why I just watched that, so I had still have that in my head. But yeah, so he kind of looks like like that, like big head, you know, little arms. But Nightcrawler never really sees him. So when he gets out on the other side, he teleports to Forge's lab. Forge's logic is no one should be down there. because It's, it's a safe hidden, spot. Which tracks. They don't keep on that logic later in the episode, but they, that's so he teleports over and he's like, wow, that was a lot of fun because he doesn't see anything happening. But then we see one of the dinosaur demon things like kind of peek their head through like a rift that's yep. left a little bit open. And then it just kind of moves on but with ominous music. And that was the cold open. Yeah, that was great. That was a substi- like we talked about. Sometimes a cold open is like 15, 20 seconds. This was a substantial part of the episode before the intro song started. Yeah, like actual story. At school, Kurt is telling Scott and Gene about how this place he goes to is full of fire and brimstone. He's not <laughs> no a fan of it. Hell. Yeah, no one brings up hell. Well, I've been saying it wrong for like a year and a half on this fucking show and nobody's corrected me. So okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Like I said, I lo- like as soon as we said, it, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just look it up and correct myself. <laughs> and I was wrong. So. Yeah, I, and I can't give any flack to Marvel for the d- dimensions and stuff because everybody knows I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Mortal Kombat's realms are out of control. There's a realm for everything. So it started off with like two or three in the OG timeline. Now there's like, put word slash realm, there probably is one. (laughs) You're not wrong. And Gene asked Scott if he can talk at lunch. They're really diving into like this teen drama thing. I, I, like I said, I didn't watch Buffy, but this is giving me that energy of like, can we talk? Is she going to ask him? Is he going to ask her? Is the boyfriend, are they a couple? Are they not? You know? And then as soon as Gene leaves, Kurt starts teasing Scott about asking G or Gene asking him. And he's like kind of in denial about it too. Like he doesn't realize that he's actually going to get asked out by her when she's like, Oh, let's talk later. Like, is he just that fucking oblivious to everything? <laughs> he's probably rationalizing like, Oh, she's going to tell me why she can't like, okay, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on here. It's been a long time since I was a teenager. And then Scott kind of, once again, reverses it back to Kurt and is like, what about Amanda? You think she's going to ask you? And it's so funny. I only remember Amanda's name because our interview with Steven, where he was like, oh, you're going to, this is a joke that didn't age well, but Kurt ends up with this girl, Amanda. Uh, Amanda, <laughs> yeah. But Amanda is also from the comics, okay. too. That is the one who was in the traveling circus with Kurt, who was his love interest as well. So gotcha. it was also it wasn't totally the anecdote that Steven said. There was also a historical reason for that character, too. Gotcha. And I thought they did a, an interesting job with the character design when when we do see her, because she definitely has a a little bit of an exotic look. She's a little bit racially ambiguous to, to an yeah. extent and then like has these like hair jewels and i i know that the proper term is not the g word which can be seen as offensive but if she's a romani or or whatever it is like i i i think they did a good job of giving you the impression that her family was not originally from the area but maybe her grandparents or somebody had emigrated over some some sort of scenario like that yeah yeah i kind of got the energy she was like mixed it seems like 
they've had very few interactions together. Looking back, it was always amazing where you could like be in class with somebody for weeks at a time and then be like, I wonder if they're going to ask me out. And it's like, aside from their name, have you ever spoken to this fucking person before? <laughs> like, that's how weird our teenage relationships were back then. It's like, yeah. I have a crush on a girl. I've never said a word to her. It's funny you say that because I actually kind of felt a little bit for Kurt on this one because in high school, people have heard me tell the story outside of this podcast, but like, it was my junior year prom, I think. My best friend was like, oh, you should ask. I'm not going to say her name here because I don't want to blast her because it's been years. This girl to, to prom. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not really like the most popular person or even in that upper echelon. And she has denied every, you know, star athlete in our class. There is no way. My buddy, like, he, he, he pulled a dare. And so I had to do it. So it was like the day or two before you had like the last day to buy tickets for the prom. And... I went to, I think it was geography class. I like went and asked her probably is I blacked out. So I don't remember how it actually probably as awkward as all get out at, but I do remember her response was like, Rod, I've been waiting for you to ask me for the last two weeks. I've been denying, I've been saying no to everybody, hoping that you would ask me. And if you didn't, I was going to ask you tomorrow or something. So lesson learned. I was scared because she had said no to everybody else, but she was saying no to everybody else because she wanted me to ask. (laughs) This is why you watch shit like Buffy when you're in high school, Rod, because it teaches you these lessons. (laughs) Anyway, then Kitty finds Lance in the hallway and starts talking to him about talking all night. (laughs) Previous night. I'm just going to brush past that. (laughs) But Lance is like acting super aloof. Like he's like almost acting like he doesn't want to be around her. And I'm like, so is he doing the whole like, now I'm too cool for you kind of act thing? I see. And maybe this is also why I got a little bit of this double entendre energy. I had just watched this Christmas movie called Let It Snow. I think it was based on a book by John Green. There's a character in there played by Anna Akana who has a love interest. And I can't remember the girl's name, but she was in, I want to say Santa Clarita Diet or something. But anyway, they have like... Name like, and shit I haven't seen or read. Right, it's right. fine. Well, what you know, one of the actresses, yeah. the other. So these these two, they have like some connection. They went on a date or something. But Anna's character is not out yet, and so she's doing what Lance is doing in this show, where he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about," in front of all her friends and stuff. And this other girl doesn't know that she's not, so she's like just talking to her openly about right. their hookup. And so like, it gave me the same energy as this scene where like Kitty's like, "We talked all night long." He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, I don't. He's know. like worried What's that Blob is gonna like overhear or right? something. Yeah, <laughs> she asks him. And he pulls, like, the fake out of, like, I don't know. And then he does the quick turnaround for the yes. I'm like, that dude had 0.5 seconds before that was going to end badly. Yeah. And then my note here was, and this is totally separate from what me picking on double entendres. I was like, no, this was the one spot where it was double entendre, Rod. Does he kind of mutant version blow his load right there? Yes. Okay. No, that's. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because my note was, like. He says yes, and then kind of blows his load. Like, then there's an earthquake. Of course, no one cares. This school in New York has had two earthquakes in the last six months, and nobody gives a fuck. One (laughs) almost killed the principal. Yeah, and this one was teenage hormones, arguably more dangerous. And I mean, both were technically teenage hormones. I guess, yeah. And she kind of, like, laughs at him. I think he gives a little embarrassed look because, I don't know, it was so funny. Yeah, I wrote excited quaking, which sounds dirtier, but we've confirmed that it's filthy, so it's fine. Yeah, it, you know, if you don't understand what that means, go ask your parents, kids. If you don't understand what that means and you need to ask your parents, you should not be listening to this fucking show. Yeah. 
Or if you're old enough, they should. I think it'd be funny if you ask your parents now. Dude, I, I still love, because we, we see the analytics according to Spotify, and every now and then it's like, oh yeah, there's this 13 to 18 year old who's watching or who's listening to your shit. And I'm like, how? I literally mark it as explicit. You never know. I, I was just watching um, the Try Guys, Keith Eats Everything at Six Flags, I think. And he comes across a couple fans who are, I don't know, they have to be under 10 years old like kids and he's like and, how are you watching my shit <laughs> right well kind of yeah so he's like oh do you want to be in this video with me because it's going so poorly he's like we need to make this more interesting so like he buys them food to try with them and stuff and they eat and the kids parents are like right off camera and like i forget what something happened she was like don't judge my parenting and keith was like listen i don't know how these two are watching my show with the things i say on here so <laughs> your parenting was prejudged before we started this segment <laughs> I respect. <laughs> anyway, then we we actually see Amanda, and she awkwardly asks Kurt to the dance. They have like that great like few second shot going back and forth, where they're just like making eyes at each other in class, like doing all like the nonverbal cues of being like shy. And I love that Kurt is still shocked by this. It's like, dude, unless she's creeped out by you staring at her, you're doing okay right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's not trying to like block herself with her trapper keeper or something. This was also the era where trapper keepers were not cool anymore. Just fruit were oh, clear. Really? Was it? That was that was that era. Like when we went into high school and college, trapper keepers kind of went to shit. So, yeah, I, I guess it just it it naturally like phased out for me because when I went to college, there was no need for like one big th- you know because classes weren't like necessarily in one like long block together and stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, I had like binders for stuff, but not like mm-hmm. trapper keeper. You know? Yeah, yeah. We also like. There was a binder for each class because how much fucking shit you needed for each class. Because <laughs> there were always fucking handouts, man. Yeah. What happens now? Everybody just gets a fucking like PDF airdrop to them. I honestly don't know because like I feel I'm, like that would probably be it. I'm not raising any kids. I guess I could ask my brother about my niece and stuff. I, I feel like a lot of kids are getting like Chromebooks or maybe iPads. I feel like Chromebooks are more sturdy. They have better keyboards too. Yeah, and I was at, I was at Adobe Max and found out the big Google announcement was that all the new Google Chromebooks were going to come preloaded with like Adobe Express or something. I was like, that's great for creativity. I feel like no one's going to learn anything now outside of the Adobe suite. Because if I had Photoshop in front of me during like physics, I would have learned no physics. <laughs> Dude, there's they they're going to hit this era where they're going to have to put like teacher controls in students classrooms like if you're in a certain area you can't go outside of certain programs during like class hours that i don't see how they don't do that Mm because you're literally just giving an excuse to not pay attention at that point we we are not every futuristic society that you see of oh people are in class and they're like paying attention we're closer to starship troopers at this point (laughs) i like that so funny. I do remember Starship Troopers. The kiss animation that turns into the bubble popping. We're closer to that. Yeah. Let's be real. I, you know, I, I will say, though, like that also will have unintended outcomes, but would still kind of probably teach kids stuff because the kids who want to get around it will find a really smart way around it. Distractions are always there. I remember having my like TI-86 calculator and I was programming like video games into it, you know? Yep. We would, stuff, play, so. we would play Mario on ours. Yeah. And so, you know, you never egg. Kids, kids are sneaky. That's why I don't have any. Yeah, that's the reason. Or any that I know of. At the mansion. She, we, okay. we, we kind of glossed over. She does go up and ask him. They're both awkward. Mm-hmm. And then he accepts. So, And then back at the mansion, everybody else is... Oh, no. Everybody's back from school. Sorry. And they're watching the footage from Nightcrawler's like little trek. 
I hadn't thought about this. I guess he did his test. He they t- did his little experiment in the morning before school, and they probably like. I don't know if this is the digital era of footage. We were 2002 was like right on the brink. It could have been tape. It could have been hard drive footage. I remember I had both kind of camcorders available at the time. But either way, the fil- the footage wasn't available to them to review until after school. Well, they, the kids were also at school. They were probably like, there was, all right, yeah. cool. You smell like fucking sulfur. Take <laughs> a shower. You know. Well, I guess it just it just wasn't fast enough that like when he got back, they all just like watched it right then. And Yeah, it was so- like processing to the point where they're getting home from school. And that's when Wolverine spots the dinosaur in the background. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, Xavier said like it, it found organic molecules. It was Xavier or Forge. I don't remember which one, but somebody. And then, spe- and then Wolverine yeah. was like. He, he like freeze frame that and he points at the dinosaur. He's like, oh, that's an organic molecule. <laughs> Which Wolverine, dinosaur is not a molecule. They say they gotta they gotta do some more testing, and Nightcrawler's like, what? You don't, I don't want to go back. At that point, Wolverine says he's gonna go with them, and then we are back at school, and Kurt is all like freaked out, and he's asking like advice of like what does he wear? Because Wolverine, yeah, they the kids weren't back at the mansion. Yeah, yeah, I, have, I fear Wolverine says he'll go with him. The next time, which I mean, that probably would have been a good idea the first time, but I guess they didn't know that something would be dangerous over there, except for Xavier, who knew that sulfur smell meant probably hostile environment to the point where they put him in a protective suit with a breathing apparatus. So, yeah, which I just got flat, not flashback, I guess flashbacks of Victor Timely in the the Loki series. And stuff mm. in, in the time in the suit and everything. I was like, how much is that suit going to help? How much do you know about where he's going? Yeah, like they got lucky where Timely didn't. Yeah. So then at lunch, they're all talking about Kurt going to the dance with Amanda. And this is more double entendre stuff. So they make a good point that she's going to, if they're going to dance, she's going to feel fur. And then Spike straight up says, she's going to feel two furry fingers. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> I hate that you're right. Even if it wasn't intended, that, that phrase just kind of like, Say what? <laughs> what so the one thing that stood out to me from this scene, because I'm not as much of a pervert as Rod is, <laughs> is they've always been really careful about when you're seeing how Kurt is holding his hands. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually his pointer finger and his middle finger next to each other and his ring finger and his pinky. But as he like wipes his hand through his hair, his hair was actually going in between his ring finger and pinky finger. So it kind of like messed up where the separation of his fingers would be. That's what stood out to me. (laughs) You and I had different interpretations of the scene. I also like that. I think that might have been Spike's only line in this episode too. Probably. Or one of the few where he's like, she's going to feel those two furry fingers. Okay. That's Um, a hell of a line though. (laughs) And yeah, imagine getting your acting check for that day for that line. I would frame that. And then Scott says, like, yeah, you just got to come up with an excuse, like, like wear gloves or something. And Scott's like, I just tell people when people ask about my shades, once again, 90s shades, I tell them I have an eye condition and they always fall for it. I'm like, we're going to see about that. I don't know, because Scott comes across as someone who isn't very self-aware. So maybe he (laughs) thinks where they're just like, sure, okay," And then they're making fun of him behind his back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, there was a scene later where some girls said that he was kind of hot and mysterious because because of his shades. But I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that there's some people that are like, okay, sure, whatever, kid. <laughs> Fair. But at that point, Gene walks up and then Taryn just jumps in from off camera and is like, let's go to the dance. <laughs> like zero subtlety from Taryn. My, my no ears, Taryn cock blocks Gene from off screen. But is it really cock blocking if she's the one who's been seeing him? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. it but, you know, obviously this is like the Jim Pam thing, right? Or we're rooting for a different couple that's together. On the- I don't know. I kind of like Taryn. 
No, I, I do too. It's just funny that she has not been, she's been mentioned, but not appeared at all in this episode yet. And then she appears like the toasty guy in Mortal Kombat. She wasn't like in one of the like two previous episodes and stuff. She's been missing for a few episodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's one, that's one of those conflicts that you put in shows like this and that like, I, this isn't as bad, but kind of like I was telling you about like goofy movie and stuff. Like I don't love conflicts like these, like where goofy notices of Max change the map. It's like Scott was five feet from getting asked by Gene, and then Ter- where did Taryn come from? I don't like this version <laughs> of Scott and Gene together, though. Like they're meant to be together because they're mm-hmm. Scott and Gene, but I don't actually believe that this Scott and Gene are meant to be together yet. No, I, get, I like I Scott and Rogue together more in this iteration, honestly. I, I get what you mean, it, and for me, it's mostly just like like visuals or aesthetics, you know, because I'm so used to them being right. attached to the hip. It's kind of like, did you ever have those couples either in high school or college that they were just always together? And high school, think- no, because I went to a Jesuit guys only school. So no, not high school. But yes, absolutely. In college, they were the ones that like they started dating the first week of school and the entire year they were together as a couple. Totally. Yeah. And then they just are together so much that even when things are bad, you're not really questioning it and stuff, you know, and right. you can't even, I've had friends like they've been like that dated like years been married for more years like together for like a decade and then they get divorced and it's like yeah that makes sense because you're toxic for each other but still your head can't let go of the image of them together like i still want you together for my my organization part of my brain you know <laughs> she literally blows up planets as the phoenix rod right <laughs> toxic she's a toxic one and he sleeps with her clone and has a kid and it's a, it's a whole fucking yeah. thing we'll deal with in 97 and then this is a such a coordinated scene all that's happening then Risty is like in another part of the cafeteria and she she finds rogue and basically kind of asks rogue out so i i especially knowing what we know now on it yeah where it's like she's stirring the pot i think she's trying to figure out how to split up the loyalties of the x-men around each other but at the same time, taking advantage of the fact that, like, Rogue is, is her daughter and she hasn't gotten the chance to spend time with her. So she's like, yeah, let's go meet boys together, which only thing I think becomes a problem is that we know how old Mystique is, which is over 18. <laughs> but aside from that, which did fly in storylines in 2000, the rest, I it was like the, oh, still a little bit of a villain, but... Also, it is kind of like she does want to get to know Rogue on a better level and and Mm -hmm. gain some sort of relationship with her. So, And Risty never actually, like, makes any advances, I don't think, to any of the the boys in the show or anything. It's just something she says. Correct. I I haven't seen anything that has crossed that line, at least, because especially having Risty get spoiled for me early on, I was very like, oh, she's at high school parties, but it's like, okay, she hasn't done anything creepy. Yeah. Besides be like, be around and all this shit's going down. But then Rogue kind of came, she, at first Rogue was like, I don't know. And it's like, you know what? That might be fun. Which sounds like something like I would have done. I almost did once for a school dance where it's like, why don't we just go as friends? Like, why do we have to like, like, you know, they're what, like 13, 14, 15? Like, why do <laughs> you need to be coupled off? Because that's what all the teen movies told us we had to do. We had... We had Can't Hardly Wait. We had American Pie. We had everything from that era that says you need to go with the person you have a crush on and you need to try to get some. That was yeah. what teen movies were <laughs> in that era. They decide that they're going to go together. And then we see like a little another teaser cutaway of the Rift and Forge's lab opening up a little bit more. The one at the school. 
And so we're like, I like how they're pacing out, like keeping track of like all these little like breadcrumbs they're leaving throughout the episode. Right. Because, you know, where we see the episode going, there's not like there's a there's there's a bad, but it's not like a big bad like antagonist. So you got to kind of keep reminding people of like, oh, don't let this be a surprise. This is now a looming threat kind of vibe. Yeah. Unlike Taryn who can just appear whenever she wants to speaking Taryn. yeah Taryn is telling her friends that scott said yes and they're i don't know if Taryn's gradually becoming a regina george like she's not mean yet but she's like becoming the popular girl or right. showing her as that and there's that like really quick awkward moment where like she says hi to gene and gene is like giving her the cold shoulder so it's like who initiated the two of them like not being as tight together kind of thing like right. Like, did Jean get pissy first, or did, like, Taryn, like, make a concerted effort to Regina George her, like you're saying? Although, now that you say things are out of order, maybe we'll see that in another episode that was supposed to be before this one. <laughs> I mean, the the episode is called Walk on the Wild Side, which yeah. <laughs> gives me the impression, like, I don't know, maybe that's the episode that has the craft walk down the hall in it. Oh, okay. Which would make that. sense. Yeah. And then, and this was the scene that Duncan was in that he didn't speak. And you right. might have, you would have missed it if you blinked. But it's also like, she's literally getting in a car with the dude who's her supposedly boyfriend. How's she going to be mad at Taryn for asking out the other dude? I'm glad I'm not in high school anymore. And then Taryn calls it out. She's like, I don't know why she's pissed. She had her shot and she never took it. Yeah. She also lives with him. <laughs> yeah. Which we know would have happened in Rod's world if he lived there. <laughs> I feel like in a human world, if you put a bunch of like very like attractive like young people in a house together, where their doors are always open, they close their doors. No, no, but at night, remember you were mentioning like why was Scott's door open like that, that one? Well, you know, that like, that one, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and one of them can walk through the walls, and the other one can teleport. Jesus. So then at the, at the Brotherhood house, all the other, I was gonna say guys, but Boom Boom's there too. All of the other Brotherhood people are making fun of Lance and he's just like kind of sitting in a chair taking it and then Boom Boom actually teases Blob he's like well, oh you would you would go if you could well because Blob is like yeah I, you wouldn't catch me dead there and then she's instantly like oh that's a shame and he's like yeah. oh did I fuck up <laughs> but then they all kind of collectively decide to go which is you you got I got the energy that they they were all making fun of him because they wanted to go right but once they had like a like oh if we all go is a joke ironically that'd be hilarious well because you have toad who's super thirsty because the second that she's like oh i would have gone with you blob he's like i'll go with you instead like he like the the sentence hadn't even finished yet and then quicksilver's like i would just be fucking bored he's like i could just handle four girls at the same time which if you want to go for entendre's rod i mean that was another one i thought i was like okay sure and then they they do it. So the other thing from the other episode that carries over Blob having his head shaved. Oh, okay. That wasn't the thing I was thinking of. Well, then I don't know what you were okay. thinking of. It was. It had to do with Amanda. And we'll get to it. But the sh- the head the head shaved thing that makes sense because I I do remember thinking like oh I thought he had a mohawk. I don't know. You never know what these like hair yeah. It, but it was like it was intentional that it was like like a few pointed hairs out. Like it wasn't like oh he was just bald. Yeah, back in the lab, we're reviewing the footage of the teleportation, and the Wolverine decides he's going to go with Nightcrawler, and then they can stay longer. Forge says, "Like, where are, no, somebody asks, like, Nightcrawler, where, where are you going to go?" And before they were going to go to Forge's lab because no one was going to be there. Right. Nightcrawler's like, "I'm going to go to the school gym because I'm going to see the decorations." I'm like, 
the gym that they're probably actively decorating right now. Yeah, that people dance. are decorating as you speak because it's probably only like four in the afternoon. But I also want to point out, he does not want to go back once he realizes that there's yeah. something else there. He's like, fuck this. I do not want to do this shit. And then he gets peer pressured by not only his peers, but also his teachers, authority figures <laughs> to go anyway. They're like, you don't have a choice. We're curious. And so they have this setup where Wolverine and Nightcrawler are like tethered together. It looked like by maybe like a oxygen line or something, but I guess maybe it was just a rope or something. I think it was just literally like an elastic cord, basically. <laughs> like it did not seem secure at all. Sure, this is hellproof, right? They poured some <laughs> holy water on his own. And yeah, so they, they go and they they see all the monsters. Like right uh, they, at the start. It's not even yeah. like, oh, they have to search for it. It's like, oh, nope, they got your scent. Yeah, and I guess they were probably like, waiting for him to come back because it's happened a couple times now and i think like they mentioned this a little bit later but like they probably never noticed him before because it was so fast right now, now that they spending. actually get the chance to see him it's like oh dinner yeah now that they had four just 59.9 seconds of seeing nightcrawler <laughs> there then wolverine starts going to battle mode starts fighting them and they have a little bit of tussle but because they're connected it's like a little bit of a struggle and so wolverine just like cuts the line bolt well, choice because one of the, the one of them like literally lands in between oh, them and is yeah. pulling them down, so Wolverine has to kind of cut the line at that point. Yeah, still a bold choice though, because I was thinking I didn't know how far they were going to take this conflict. Like, is Wolverine I thought gonna get stranded I thought there? Kurt was going to teleport back without Logan. Yeah, yeah, I was, gonna, was Wolverine going to get stranded there? Or what's going to happen? Like, how does that work? This whole time they're getting like kind of crowded on and stuff, and they get completely surrounded, and then the teleport ends or continues or whatever and they they teleport just in time nightcrawler is he's like stripping down he's like absolutely not never again never teleporting normal with the suit ever again he's like walking everywhere and then we see where he was just at at the school gym the rift is a rift is opening there as well right so I, a few things i want to point out there if you looked at the character design for the dinosaurs for lack of a better term they actually didn't have black lines like they were outlined like with a like Red. reddish inverted color not hard yeah. black cartoon effect essentially but also you saw that they got close enough that they actually cut through wolverine's suit yeah and if it wasn't a kid's show that would have been blood and if it wasn't wolverine it could have been fatal yeah if it wasn't wolverine it'd be intestines yeah because I, I would like to think wolverine probably was inhaling some of that sulfur and it was just like oh at least he could inhale this and not die permanently yeah, think about that and then they're like yep you guys should go back and they're like nope you have to come pick us up <laughs> oh that's right yeah because he's like i'm never teleporting i'm not gonna teleport back and then forge is trying to convince them to go back and says he'll make like a better suit this time or something to protect yeah. him and Nightcrawler's like no absolutely not and Xavier actually for once is like you don't have to go back we prioritize your safety which I don't think he's ever said in this show <laughs> no this Xavier does not give a fuck about the kid's safety but then they're like what risk is there that you know these rifts are not fully closing and I'm like wow you just jinxed yourself good job right yeah. Yo, no, yeah, Forge is like, no, it should, it should, we should be completely fine. It's a unless, very, very slim risk. Unless the rifts stay open somehow. Then we fast forward to the dance actually happening, and it's like every other, you know, 90s, 2000s TV show. The kids are dancing. For some reason, there's only one chaperone, which is the principal. It literally starts on the disco ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it, the, the upbeat dancing, the song changes to, and I, I try to look it up. I, once again, we don't know where any of these songs came from. And then it changes to like a slow dance. Before we get to the slow dance, the dancing did not 
hit the vibe of the music playing for me. Oh yeah, they, I'm guessing the animators probably didn't have the music, or you know, right? But even just like the tone of the music, like how you would dance to that kind of song, oh, yeah. they did not have. <laughs> oh, not, ne- not necessarily X Men related, but maybe a little glimmer of hope for this show and some of the songs we were trying to find. I don't know if you saw the news in the show X Files, also in the '90s or in the '90s. There was a scene where like there was a country song playing in the background in one of these scenes, and it was much like the Dazzler song or any of these songs in Evolution, where nobody knew where it came from. This past week, they found the song. They found like the people who were hired to write the song, the studio, who whoever I think is Fox produced X Men. They were X Files. They were like, "There's no, we don't have this saved anywhere or whatever." And because of the internet, and I, I want to say Twitter, something, the original songwriter, one of the original songwriters, found the thread, commented on it, hit up the guy he co-wrote it with, and found that that guy still had like a cassette backup, yeah, or CD backup at their place and they went to pick it up and I think they might have put it online now and they revealed that like yeah how it went was they produced the episode realized they needed background music the producer hit us up and said like we need a country song that could be sung to a human or an alien and we need it four hours from now and that was it so I don't know maybe if <laughs> if anybody wants to keep putting out feelers for all these random songs in Evolution or X-Men 92 maybe, there, maybe there's some demo writer out there that got hired like last minute because one of the main music people didn't have the time to throw it in you know we don't know right right but then we see Lance and Kitty are there together. Very clearly, they're there together. And then Boom Boom walks in with Blob and Toad in, like, the worst tuxedo I've ever seen. It's like, I don't know if you had, like, friends like these or if you were this friend, but, like, you get all the components for your prom clothes or your tux, but you've never had to put it on yourself properly, so you just kind of guess. That's the I was look. I was classy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, where I grew up, like, we knew, like, how to, like, put this stuff on. But, yeah, every once in a while, like, there was, like, that kid who was, like, where does the cummerbund go? And, like, <laughs> yeah. And then Boom Boom, like, I know the era wasn't right, but I got, like, Cindy Lauper vibes off of her. Same, yeah. Yeah. The big poofy dress and the, the hair all over the place. Yeah. And then Quicksilver proved <laughs> he was not fucking around. Dude walked into the dance with four girls. On the dance that the women were asking you. So that guy has the best game ever that those four girls didn't fight each other. Yeah, I don't know. They don't come back to that. So either that's just a passing joke or a continuation from some other episode. That Dude, I think see, Quicksilver but... just has game. I think yeah, he legit right. just pulled it off. And I like how his logic is that he's fast, which, once again, not usually a selling point. But... <laughs> His, well, his was, I could keep four of them satisfied at the same time. Jesus. So <laughs> There you go. Sorry, Dr. occupied at the oh, same yeah. time. And that's when it cuts over to the slow dance. And we see Kurt, who is apologizing to Amanda for wearing gloves because he got a rash that day. Yeah. And he's like, you don't, do you think I look like a butler or something? And she sees straight through it because she already knows. And he's, he's trying to play it down. And I'm like, well, this is interesting because, you know, we've said this before. This world doesn't know about mutants yet. Or right. they did, and they got their minds wiped. The, but this version doesn't know yet, and she apparently knows, and is just not phased by it. We, when we get to that later scene, I have some thoughts. Yeah. You see, Gene is just annoyed by Duncan, because they're, they're, the they're like at the dance, and he's just like hanging out with his football buddies, and she's watching Scott and Taryn. I didn't notice it, but according to the Marvel fandom wiki, there's a girl in the background with green hair, and they were wondering if that is Polaris, who is the half-sister of Quicksilver and and Wanda. I didn't notice it, but I'll give them credit if they're right. If they're wrong, then we blame them. That's how that works. What a wild 
Easter egg that would have been had Polaris in the background. Or yeah. she's coming in a later episode, too. Yeah, yeah. Which we don't know. My note here was Gene kind of gets, like, lightly stood up. Duncan's there. He's not there. And then Risty gets rogue, and her words are, let's go troll for boys. Yeah. Which I don't... I know what she means. I don't think I've ever heard that phrase before. No? I, I guess I've, I defi- I've definitely heard trolling. It wasn't followed by the phrase boys, but yeah, I've definitely yeah, yeah, heard yeah. trolling, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think the combination words, like, I get what you mean. I just think this is the first time I've heard that combination. I mean, but- I've I've heard, like... <laughs> go trolling for say offensive word here but okay (laughs) and so i I forget if they even got started on that or not. no they don't you just you just know that they're both there but she also like pokes the bear a little bit because it is within line of sight of scott and taryn so okay so then we cut away to forge's lab and the demons start coming through there you know that that's just a matter of time if we're doing our timeline right that the gym is going to open up as well and then that's where amanda says that she knows about kurt yeah the the real kurt is what she refers to him as he's and he's like i don't know what you mean and for a little bit the way they wrote it i didn't know if she knew either or she was talking about something else like i know you're german i don't know you know it could be anything (laughs) pretty sure he wasn't hiding the german aspect of himself but yeah it was like oh do you just do you mean like oh he's the shy boy and you know that there's a personality behind it and then she keeps poking and it's like oh no she knows knows yeah because she, she grabs his face. He's like, I know. But then she has a really sweet thing. She says, like, it's okay. You're not ready. But right. you are. You're still okay. Which gives me the same It gives me the same energy as Katie from Shang-Chi, this Aquafina's character, mm-hmm. where, you know, those two have been friends their whole life. And he was like, I'm sure you've known something's been up. And she's like, I, you know, I figure there's something, but I never pried. I'm like, that's a real friend. You know? Right. Like, so I appreciated this here with Amanda. She's like, it's okay. You know, when you're ready. Then back at, like, the control center of the danger room yep. in the mansion, Forge and logan and xavier see the portal open up down to the danger room and well, the demons fly out forge doesn't want to give up first of all he's like oh yeah he's like oh no we could we can fix it it's you know i'm sorry i'm pushing so hard but he's like he also doesn't want to give up on this he knows there's something else going on i guess it makes sense too because this is a kid who's also been stuck in the other dimension for like a couple decades right we determined it was what like 78 or something like that yeah so i think that's what the date was so he was like 22 years stuck in this shit (laughs) so he's like i'm not afraid of exploring he's he spent more time in his life stuck in the ghost dimension than he did before he got into the ghost dimension i'm actually surprised that would have been funny for him to bring up when nightcrawler when nightcrawler is like i don't want to go back he's like really tell me about it yeah that that would really suck to get some stuck somewhere right right (laughs) have somebody want to blow up the one thing to get me out right but then they you see that the rift does start to open up on the floor of the danger room Mm -hmm. and they're like oh that's not good and then back at the school blob toad and boom boom are in the hallway i think blob and toad are waiting boom to get out of the bathroom and they see the rift in the hallway open or no they did not they see the demon come through the hallway not in a rift has already escaped and they're like that's not good and they show them starting to fight and i th- think i kind of assumed that they just struggled for a bit we mm. see differently a little bit later right because boom boom walks out and they're like they look scared and she's like i don't look that bad and then there's like the jump scare of of the dino going at them in the gym that's when the rift opens up there the demon pops out between lance and kitty kitty just assumes it's lance and i, I felt like it was a little bit of a callback double entendre are not of the excitement of of the dance night yeah yeah because it's like well there's the there's that room for jesus that they always told us about in school you know and she's like don't get excited yeah and so he's like it's not me yeah so one of them because two pop out at that point one jumps towards kitty and she lets it phase through and the other one goes at the principal and then scott blasts that one right 
Well, Scott saves Taryn with the blast. Oh, so it's okay. like point blank. They are using their powers in a public place right now. Yeah, because then Jean deflects another one. Lance. Yeah, wakes. she uses her telekinetic and just like picks it up and starts like throwing it around. And then she has like a shield at one yeah. point. And then Amanda straight up's like, Kurt, teleport us. He's like, I don't know. She's like, cut the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they teleport. So I was like, okay, they don't address this later. They all just like came out all at once. So that is what my prediction is. What has to happen in the next oh, episode is yeah. it absolutely has to address this because yeah. there's no Xavier mind wipe or any shit like that. <laughs> it is just straight up. Xavier's not there to try to like undo what he did with like yeah. the football game. Like at some point this becomes Buffy where it's like, oh, we just live in a town that has fucking vampires and we've all had to accept it at this yeah. point. Or the episode that aired out of order addressed it or something and maybe that's a little bit more why on the wild side episode yeah, yeah maybe. maybe i feel like if they addressed it in the wild side episode though and i'm just gonna do devil's advocate here i feel like the principal would not be cool with them being at the school right yeah just like sitting back watching everything or maybe maybe someone else came i don't know like because the main thing that's sticking for me is like how calm amanda is about everything mm-hmm. i know she likes kurt but there's like so much happening there with him because he's there's, one of the more extreme cases there's literally dinosaurs jumping at people and then rogue almost starts to fight one of them in the hallway but then Risty like comes in with the fire extinguisher well rogue just, like, starts to like come and get me takes her glove off and like she's gonna fucking ex- absorb it and that's where i think the whole maternal relationship came in because mystique is like oh let's not play this fucking game and see what happens when you absorb a thing that looks like it's from hell I also wonder, in in the meta context, you wonder if, like, Steven or anybody who was involved in the writing of this, if they started writing that, they're like, what would happen? And then they go and ask their Marvel resources, and they're like, let's put a pin in that. Yeah. We don't know. (laughs) We we need to figure that out. They're like, okay, fire extinguisher. That works. But then Ford shows up, has the same machine from the episode that he was introduced in, or a similar looking one. He specifies later it's not the same one. It was an improved version of it, yeah. Yeah, he zaps the demon. We zoom. We assume it goes back, or Forge explains it goes back to where it came from. I want to assume he just fucking vaporized this thing and murdered right. it. And then is that where they come across Blob and Boom Boom and Toad in the hallway, and they're like already on top of like they defeated the demon? Yeah, like, oh, Blob is sitting on top of them. Yes, but right before that, Rogue like tells Risty all about Forge. Yeah. <laughs> And like Christy's all not... all the security leaks like rogue is responsible for some of them yeah and also risty we know that she's mystique but no one in that world knows yet that we know of and she is it's kind of like amanda is like not as big of a reaction as you would think to mm-hmm. everything happening the evolution fandom wiki specifically was like oh it looks like risty as has a little bit of a crush on forge and i'm like I mean, I guess he's 40, so it's not as creepy, but it's still a a very weird thing. I didn't didn't pick up on that, but that would be an interesting pairing. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So then they they zap the demons underneath Blob back to hell or vaporize him. We don't know. We're just taking Forge's word for it. Those two things might be the exact same. Right. (laughs) Yeah. He died and go back to hell. Then Amanda and Kurt are where they teleported to, and they're kind of walking, and she goes back to footage from an actual past episode. This is what I was thinking of. Yep. Where Kurt, like, he got sick of everything, and he, like, turned off his hologram thing and then teleported away. Yep. She saw that, and so she that, said she already liked him. So that episode was shadowed past 
which I believe was the Forge debut episode. Okay, that makes sense now. So they kind of, man, now I kind of wonder, was this like part of a storyline or something that they wanted to include and maybe are parts of the storyline they wanted to include in that other episode and they just you know, now have the opportunity to like expand on a little bit or something or, or they it just meant to come back to it. Or it could have just been a retcon. It was, That's it true. was have multiple connective tissues of like, here's the things that you saw just off camera, you know? Yeah. But I, I like that, you know, we mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode that the, the girls aren't as aloof as, you know, we would cartoon logic them to be. They're aware that there's like this several love triangles going on. And in this one, like, yes, when Nightcrawler turns back into a blue fuzzball in the middle of a public school hallway and then teleports away someone saw it yeah (laughs) he was in and i don't remember if it was actually that episode but there was yeah it was because that was one where he was like dancing on the table and scott pulled his tail down because he was like accidentally revealing shit yeah so if that was not intentional at that time and they used it as a retcon that is a fantastic utilization of a retcon and so he he kind of concedes and turns off the hologram thing and she says something really sweet she's like blue's her favorite color i hope that's true it just wasn't like an american you know romantic line or whatever either way it still works yeah and she's like let's go for ice cream i'm buying and he's like you're gonna regret that and then it just ends and i think to your point it's like oh this has to be addressed because now you have a non-mutant girl suppose like in theory i literally don't know if she's a mutant in other continuities or anything like that but you have her now knowing she's like seeing a mutant you have at least two uses of power if not three if you count lance in front of other people in major ways yeah like (laughs) nobody is gonna not see an optic blast inside a gym yeah or or gene literally like (laughs) ragdolling a fucking dinosaur they had to have ended it that quickly or or have it to be continued because there's too much to wrap up there's too much going on there but yeah and now that's that was it that's what i had in there i i I dug this episode i don't know what half of it means they showed us a lot and now what what parts do you not know what it means (laughs) well so like the the brimstone dimension or whatever they haven't named it they haven't discovered what it is they don't know what the dinosaurs are you know, like, especially in this world. And I, I know, like, I don't know anything about the comic book version of that anyway. Yeah. But even if there is a comic version, like, what their version of this is, like, is it similar to that pocket dimension thing? Right. That Forge was in? Is this, is this like, Azazel, you know, hell thing? I don't know, you know. And yeah. also, are the mutants out now? I think that's the biggest piece for me is, like, it, it ends on a cliffhanger which is kind of perfect for how this like, you know, recording batches for us. It's like, yeah, yeah because the next time we're going to record is going to be the last day of December into January of, so, of this yeah, upcoming year. So like, yeah, this is not just a cliffhanger for the show. It's also a cliffhanger for us because like we've been selling it to people. We're watching evolution for the first time ever. So, mm-hmm. And also now, who knows what the fucking order of the episodes are. We may get the flashback <laughs> episode next, in which I'm all fucked up at that point. Or by the time we come back, x Men 97 has debuted. And this goes and... on hiatus for us for 10 weeks. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah. I mean, literally, it was just like those three pieces of trivia. The fact that I found out that the blob haircut was a reference to the other episode. And I was like, oh, the other episode that we have not watched yet. Thank you, Disney. So now that we're watching these in real time we'll we'll have to try to keep like a light corrected order and see if we can make a dent in correcting this online somewhere even if disney doesn't change it 
we can have like a resource of like this is storyline wise how it would make sense yeah i think it's hard for us to do that because on imdb they're going to reference disney and disney yeah. has like the air on date that it's matching the imdb right now so yeah. well, i guess i mean like once we're actually all said and done we finished evolution maybe yeah. we'll put like a graphic up on instagram we're like this is the order we think it should be based on the story that's happening all the liars are all fucking liars <laughs> or we just put some like i don't know have you seen what ryan Reynolds has been posting about the deadpool movie not as much as i should have i feel like so a bunch of spoilers got posted unfortunately i saw a lot of them because people with, tell a tell with certain lenses. characters being shown and such yeah yeah and what happens to them certain backdrops and things there I, I haven't points. seen backdrop stuff so that's good for me at least yeah don't look it up i i, I think i already know the main part of the movie now mm. like what's happening but they to they make it, out and that's right yeah. yeah if that happens like i don't know what we have to celebrate somehow <laughs> if wolverine and saber two become a couple in the deadpool movie we were right especially if they use that daniel beddingfield song even better she yes. she by the way because natasha oh, is natasha. his sister right yeah, yeah. Yeah. She has not responded to our Instagram yet, Ryan. Oh, yeah. She has no reason to. <laughs> so, yeah, so Ryan, he posted some... First thing he posted was like basically like, you know, hey, we're trying to do this practically, like effect-wise, so yeah. it's not just us on the volume in CG. But because of that, we're outdoors, and people have these like telescopic lenses, and are spoiling things for everybody, and movies are meant to be enjoyed. And, you know, once again, we know that people are posting these because they're excited we're excited too but we want everyone to enjoy this the way that it was intended and then after that he just started posting a bunch of clearly fake spoilers good to clog up the hashtags good but also they're kind of entertaining like i think like mickey mouse shows up in one actually wouldn't it be great if ryan reynolds spoilers were the real ones right and everything else was fake yeah it was like reverse and i think he kind of implied that he was encouraging everybody else to make like really fake spoilers and then clog up the hashtags too for deadpool to rod you oh. have a project for winter break <laughs> interesting yeah let's make a bunch of fake spoilers for deadpool and the cool thing is ryan has already set the precedent of them being like terrible photoshops so done <laughs> i can do that can i make them in paint because i could do that probably oh predator was in one of them mm-hmm. that was when i was, I was like i kind of want that now <laughs> here's the only problem there literally is a Wolverine versus Predator comic that is coming out in real time as of when we were recording this. Really? Oh, yes. funny. There's like a sub brand within Marvel Comics that's like 20th century stuff. And there is that comic happening. So, Oh, I don't know if you can see this here. Rod, you know you could send that just like to my phone. But <laughs> yes, no, I saw it. And then they have like guys holding up cue cards with, as it says, Wally, lower the cue cards. What does this one have? What is that logo in the back? Send it know. to me. So anyway, I, I thought that was like pretty just, clever. Just pretty just for clarity for anybody who's still listening at this shit show oh. portion of the night. Rod is holding his phone up to his <laughs> webcam instead of texting me the image that he's referring to. One of them is Deadpool and Wolverine standing in front of a crashed Quibi building. Mm. <laughs> I was like, that one could be real. Too real. Let's be real. Quibi never had a building. Well, I mean, they put enough money into it. Yeah, it did. It just wasn't used very much. Anyway. Rod, uh, this, is for- the, this is the end of 2023, yeah. man. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry follow-up. I'm excited about the next episode. Excited about next year because I... God, unless it's cursed. Next year is the year that we finally... We said this last December. Next year is the year we see X-Men 97. <laughs> yep. So... I feel like we're going to have to do a video show for the first episode of, of 97. I mean, I'm down. If, if figure out the logistics and stuff. It's me hitting yeah. screen record. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> oh, okay. We'll still do it like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we're still okay. doing this. We're not losing the audio. Most mm-hmm. people are watching. Like the, I think the only video aside from your your shorts, which are fantastic, the only video we've gotten views on is the the Hero Clicks unboxing. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, and then there's a bunch of you opening the. I try to put out like all the ones of you unboxing the Lego stuff, also in compilations. Yeah, I'm not sure how well those are doing. I'm not keeping track of it. But it wouldn't let you put them as shorts because they're too long. So they're vertical oh, yeah, yeah. 13 minutes of of Lego unboxing. I'm I'm all about like let's test with chaos and see what happens. Welcome to this show. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you have a safe and happy holidays. And if you miss us you can go back and catch up on something i'm sure there's something you missed unless you are one of the diehards from the very beginning also shout out i forgot his name so i apologize to him but one of the people from the other podcast that you were on binged the show and got up to like four episodes ago oh wow he commented on our youtube stuff so you being on that other podcast apparently he really likes listening to our voice and Thank God for people like him. Hey, okay, yeah, we'll we'll look you up and chat you out next time, too. Also, with Spotify end-of-year wrap-up, I think we had, like, a half a dozen people that we were their top podcast, which, holy fuck, is wild incredible. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening. This is wild. This is just our little, like thing we do <laughs> this is our dumb thing this is the so, thing we do because we like it and also oh, if you can't, oh if- sorry i do have to say one thing i'm very proud of for 2023 we have finally requalified for amazon affiliates hey and people did buy stuff on black friday so now i have to go back to all the historicals and add in the appropriate amazon affiliate links because i was not going to do that <laughs> if they fucked me over a second time that was- Sounds good. So yeah, so like get some stuff with your gift cards you got. I don't know what to say at this point. Maybe we but, just end it and end the year on our low note. Yeah. Also, what well, I was going to say, I was just a guest on Nathan Kessel and Anna G's podcast. I did shout us out, this podcast out in it. However, his camera died halfway through and we had to reshoot the second half. And then I forgot to shout it out. So if you ended up here, it was by accident. Or Nathan's editor was very good and was able to put it back in because we have audio from it. But if you ended up here from that, good job, somebody. Either you for doing your research or one of the editors are putting it back in. You should have drawn stick figures. I actually suggested that because they have the angle with those two on it. But yep. The angle with me was missing because the camera shut down. And I was like, just do a just do a Canadian rod from like South Park, you know, with like the mouth and the head. Or annoying orange rod. There you go. Yeah. So, but I think I'm going to be a guest again sometime soon. So we're going to make sure to put that on there. But yeah, if you came from them welcome i think nathan ends up talking about a lot of pokemon stuff so you're nerd adjacent so hopefully you like this wait he brings you on a fucking podcast and talks about pokemon the whole time and not me no it's not the whole time this it's it's what you imagine a tiktoker in the best way possible having a podcast would be like this subject changes so much but he's very good at keeping things going so we're talking about one thing and then we're flipping to the next thing we didn't really talk about pokemon on the thing he he tried to ask me about matt rife and i was like i don't know anything about that man The, the not funny comedian yeah i was like other than i didn't find him funny enough to remember before whatever cancellation is happening right now so but anyway welcome from that and also yeah the other podcasts you saw me on on podcast horror so you probably see me or hear me on a bunch of different shows but thanks for joining us a reminder that this is our final episode of this year before the holiday break we'll be returning with a bonus episode on january 8th if you have any thoughts make sure to drop them into the comments for either the youtube upload or official instagram post about this episode if you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating of the podcast app you're choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and still CastBox. It's yeah, I thought it was dead, but apparently it's like 5% of our audience. So fuck what I know. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.